Hi everyone, it's Grace. Just wanted to give you a quick content warning before this episode begins. Um, we are going to be talking about suicide and murder. So if those are subjects that you don't want to listen about, um, that's perfectly fine. This might just not be the episode for you and we will see you back here next week. Platu Ferrata Nectar, okay. of Don't Touch That, It's Haunted, a podcast where we talk about all manner of spooky, macabre, and taboo subjects. I'm Grace, and with me today is Adam and special guest Boo Radley. Yeah, Boo Radley's with us today. He's just, uh, he's hanging out on the table right behind my computer. So he will make some noise in like 20 minutes. He looks pretty sleepy though, so um, we're doing another uh, raw, unedited episode because it is 6.45 on Thursday, so... Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh, we had a long day yesterday of jumping. Yes. We went to Sky Zone, a trampoline park. In Omaha. Check it out. And uh, now I feel like I have the flu because every muscle in my body hurts. <laughs> yeah. It just hurts. So that's, yeah. That's all I got. Yeah. I can do a backflip. Kind of. Yeah, I can do a front flip. Yeah. Kind of. <laughs> Only when propelling myself into a sea of foam. Yeah, it's like when, when you don't, when you just go for it, you're fine. Yeah. When you're jumping into foam and you're like, you know what? I'm not going to break my neck. It's fine. Yeah. I'm not going to be able to do a backflip without That's, uh, foam. With, uh, with how crazy the world has been in the last 48 hours, I feel like we just needed to feel like... Uh, irresponsible children in not a bad way for a while exactly yeah all right let's get into today's topic let's talk are you ready to talk about some creepy things yeah some creepy you people listening can't uh, see this but i'm doing like some uh, creepy wiggle fingers yeah <laughs> creepy all right um my phone is blowing up yeah we are getting texts from the group chat yeah. We have a group chat. We have friends. <laughs> no big deal. So today we are going to talk about. Sp- oh, oh, Boo Radley just yawned and it was super cute. Uh, we're going to talk about spooky bridges. Ooh. So these are all, um, not all of them are haunted. Some of them just have urban legends surrounding them, but uh, they're all equally creepy. So awesome. Yeah. Well, let's do this. All right. Um, why are you trying to use a back scratcher on Boo Radley? Look what you did. Well, he was playing with it already. This is, I don't I won't have time to edit this episode, sir. All right, all right. Now they're just hearing our cat knock stuff over. Well, they hear that every episode. That's that's very very true. All right, so um, the first one that we are going to talk about is over. I'm gonna say Overton Bridge, but it's uh, over and then T O U N. Like toin? Oh, over toin? Ton? I'm going to say over 10. Um, 
this is in Scotland. Ooh, Scotland. And I think you have heard of this bridge because I've definitely told you about it. I don't know if you've heard that name. So um, this is from the Wikipedia page. Ooh, Wikipedia. Uh, Overton Bridge is a category B-listed structure over the Overton Burn on the approaching road to Overton House near Dumbarton in West Dumbartonshire, Scotland. Words. Um, it was completed in 1895 to a design by the landscape architect H.E. Milner. Ah, so Milner. So nothing too creepy so far, right? Yeah. It's just a bridge. It's What's just a bridge. Made by Milner. Since 2005, media publicity has been given to reports of a number of dogs either falling or jumping from the bridge, resulting in injury or death upon landing. I have heard of this. Yeah, it's the uh, the dog suicide bridge is what they call it. Yeah, because I remember reading an article about on crack.com about it, and it, mm -hmm. uh, it was a Photoshop picture, and it was a bridge and dogs jumping off, and the caption was, please don't ever make us do this again for <laughs> Photoshop crew. Oh, <laughs> that's so sad. Um, da, 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 da. Resulting in injury or death upon landing on the rocks some 50 feet below. The bridge has also been the site of a murder and an attempted suicide. Ooh. Explanations for these deaths have ranged from claims of ghosts and supernatural causes to natural explanations of dogs being attracted to the scent or sound of nearby animals in the undergrowth and consequently losing their balance on the sloping surfaces of the bridge's parapet. There you go. From approximately 2005 onward, stories of dogs apparently leaping to their deaths from the bridge for unknown reasons have been published online. A number of theories have been proposed as to the behavior of the dogs on the bridge. Since 2014, canine psychologist David Sands proposed that the surrounding foliage giving the in reality extremely steep drop off off the side of the bridge the appearance of even ground. So it's kind of just like an optical illusion. They think that they're just running forward. Okay. And they're not. So um, it's like the coyote in the Roadrunner. He thinks he's moving forward. <laughs> but it's just a wall. It's just a wall. Uh, combined with the residual odor from male mink urine in the area could be the culprit for luring dogs to jump off the bridge. This theory was protested by a local hunter and resident of 50 years, John Joyce, who stated that there were no minks in the area. However, in an investigation by the Royal Society for the Protection of Birds and Wildlife, or the RSPB, yeah. um, RSPB officer for the Isle of Mole, David Sexton, found that one end of the bridge reportedly favored by dogs contains, quote, nests of mice, Squirrels and minks. David Sexton. All David right, this Sexton. is the guy. Is he? Is he? he, he he's he's a, a contender. contender? Yeah. All right. Yeah. See, he's over here. Like I know the mystery, guys. Yeah. Mice live in this bridge. If you didn't listen to last week's episode, Adam's going to start picking a hero of the week. Hero of the week. So, all right. So, put on the list, David Sexton. Um. Furthermore, in an experiment in which 10 dogs were exposed to canisters filled with mouse, squirrel, and mink scent, seven of the dogs, quote, all went straight for the mink scent, many of them quite dramatically, unquote. 
Um, suggestions of paranormal activity have also been claimed as a reason for the unusual behavior of dogs on the bridge. In 2019, the owners of Overton House, Bob and Melissa Hill, said that in 17 years of residing at the house, they had witnessed a number of dogs become agitated, jump up, and fall from the bridge. Bob Hill, originally a pastor from Texas, All right, we got Bob Hill in the mix. stated that the scent of mink, pine martens, and other animals agitated the dogs, resulting in their jumping on jumping onto the bridge wall. The dogs catch the scent of mink, pine martens, or some other mammal, and they will jump on the wall off the I just said that. Um, and because it's tapered, they will just topple over. Oh, man. I know. Hill also stated, however, his belief that the grounds of the house held a spiritual quality with experiences of the supernatural being common amongst people living in Scotland. All right, hold on. What's this guy's name? This man is Bob Hill, um, and he owns Overton, Overton House. O-V-E-R-T-O-U. Right. Yeah, keep going. Keep going. Okay. Um, in October 1994, oh, this is where we're getting into the murder-suicide here. Murder. Um, in October 1994, a man threw his two-week-old son to his death from the bridge because he believed that his son was an incarnation of the devil. He then attempted to commit suicide several times, first by attempting to jump off the bridge, later, a content warning, skip ahead 10 seconds, <laughs> later by slashing his wrists. So that's, uh, that's the dog suicide bridge. Yeah, that's scary. Yeah. Um, all right, our next one, and this is one I've been interested in for years and years and years and years and years. Uh, kind of like the Jersey Devil, it also helped me get into this kind of like wanting to research creepy stuff. It was on an episode of uh, Scariest Places on Earth, and that is the Bunny Man Bridge. Ooh. You ever heard of the Bunny Man Bridge? Not that I can think of. They've made several horrible movies about it. I might have that. Yeah, I've never seen them, but I've, I've just been told like it's. I don't know. I mean, maybe I'd. I like the room, so maybe I'd like it. Yeah. I don't know. Okay, so this comes from an article. Oh shoot, I did not. I did not put where I got this article from, but it's called Bunny Man Bridge: The Scary Truth Behind an Infamous Urban Legend by Carrie Pugh. P-U-G-H. Um, all right. At the stroke of midnight on Halloween, a killer in a white rabbit suit awaits. Lore has it, if you speak his name three times, he'll appear. Ooh. I'm not going to say it because I'm superstitious, but it's but it, it says it three times. It's Bunny Man. Oh. Um, but, but don't expect to survive. He'll slash your throat and leave your body dangling from the bridge. What if I summon him and Bloody Mary at the same time? Please don't. Like, are they going to have like a Freddy versus Jason kind of thing? Ooh, that's Bloody interesting. Ma Bloody Man versus, versus Bloody Mary. I don't know. There you go. There you go, Hollywood. Yeah, somebody write that. <laughs> um, another rendition, the spirit of an escaped mental patient haunts the railroad bridge. He escaped hell-bent on, uh, on avenging the murders of his wife and child who were slain nearby. Living in the woods near the bridge, he killed and ate rabbits, wearing their skins and leaving their mutilated bodies hanging in the tree. One Halloween night, taunted by some town children, he killed and mutilated them too, hanging their corpses from the trees around Ooh. the bridge. Now, this is the one I had always heard. Right. Yeah. Um, 
In another spin on the same theme, he's the ghost of an escapee of the ghost of an escapee of a long closed asylum nearby. Dressed in a rabbit suit, he throws axes or chainsaws or hatchets at the cars of young couples who park by the bridge late. Oh, she throw chainsaws. You have to turn them on, and that just... not necessarily. I feel. I feel like a off chainsaw could still hurt somebody if you threw it at them because it's still a blade. I mean, kind of. It's like every inch is a little blade. Yeah, but you think if you throw it, let's say I throw it at you and it first hits you in the shoulder and then it just kind of like hits you falling down because of gravity, you know. I, I think I'm just going to be mildly inconvenienced. Like, ow! What the <laughs> fuck, dude? I don't think I'm going to be seriously deformed. Mm. Mm. It's just... I don't I didn't write this legend, okay? Okay. I'm not responsible for this. Um, There are plenty of versions of the Bunnyman Bridge legend, all equally eerie, making the one-lane tunnel such a popular spot that police stake it out each Halloween night, chasing off trespassers searching for a scare. Ooh. Yeah. Um, The tale arguably brings commerce to the town of Clifton, tucked away in the woods between... Manassas and Fairfax Station. Thousands come to oh, thousands come to thrill at the Clifton Haunted Trail, which on its website features a creepy illustration of a man in a bunny suit holding an axe beside the silhouette of the Colchester Road Bridge. But what is the truth behind the lore? Brian Conley, a historian, archivist, archivist, is that how you say that? Yes. Um, For Fairfax Public Library, heard about the bunny man all his life. When he returned from college to work in the library system, the haunting tale seemed to follow him. After several patrons asked him about the truth of the story, he set out to find out. He first, he delved into Fairfax County police records, searching for reports of old sensational murders. He wrote in his December 2008 paper, The Bunny Man Unmasked, the real-life origins of an urban legend. He found uh, one that might help account for some of the Bunny Man's background. It happened in February 1949 and made headlines for months. The gruesome slayings of a mother and her eight-month-old baby girl. The two were found in a shallow grave in Fairfax after disappearing during a car ride with the husband. Police soon found the victims in a shallow grave. The woman had been beaten and shot. The baby girl, oh God, the baby girl buried alive. The husband and father was eventually arrested, convicted, and sent to a mental institution. I better put a uh, little content warning. You're gonna need to, yeah. I'm gonna, yeah. <laughs> um, next, the librarian searched for any evidence of a man dressed in a rabbit costume terrorizing people in the Washington region. According to his paper, he found a gem in the Washington Post on October 22nd, 1970. The headline read, Man in Bunny Suit Sought in Fairfax. Oh my God. The story detailed the harrowing experience of an Air Force cadet who went, quote, parking with a girl on Guinea Road in Fairfax, which we all know what that means. The military man told of a man in a white suit with long bunny ears throwing a hatchet through the car's windshield, then skipping off into the night, according to a 
according to Connolly's paper. That's terrifying. He throws a hatch and then skips away. He skips away. That's a terrifying part. Like, dude, what are you doing? Skip, skip, skip. It's it's very unnerving. Yeah. It's very, yeah. Um, The Bunny Man made another appearance, according to the Post, on October 30th, 1970. Neighbors on Guinea Road reported seeing a man in a bunny suit hacking away at a house under construction with a hatchet. Confronted by a security guard, the, quote, bunny ran off. Police investigated but never found any evidence of a bunny man in the area. After a few weeks, the case was filed away forever. Who the bunny man was and what motivated him to act in such a bizarre manner is still a mystery. However, the available evidence Ooh, points to... We have a suspect. Whoa! Um, the available evidence points to the October 1970 events as the genesis of the bunny man legend. Okay. And there you have one interpretation of the story, Connolly's paper concludes. Oh, okay. So, so basically, it was just kind of like, I think, several, like, town events that people, like, twisted into a legend. Yeah. You know? Um, the librarian's research had covered some truth in a story that has become part of the area's folklore, and its creepy reputation continues. In April, a... Um, I'm not sure what year this is. Recently. Uh, in April, a man, a man was found dead, the victim of an unsolved homicide about 900 feet from the bridge. Makes you wonder what other terrifying bits of bunny man lore might be true. Oh, my God. Who read that you spooked? Oh. Oh, no. He just looks sleepy. There. Yeah, I gave him spooky eyes. He always, oh. he always looks spooked when he looks up. Does he? Yeah, he's like... Um, in unrelated news, our DoorDash is on the way. Okay. Our dinner is coming. We have food. Yeah, have food. Um, all right. So this is from wait. Okay, I don't know where this is from. Um, this is called Pope Lick Trestle Bridge in right. Louisville, Kentucky. Oh, we're in the US now. Yeah. Well, that other one was in the U.S. I think it was Washington. Oh, was it? Yeah. All right. Oh, and our DoorDasher is here. So we're going to take a quick break to uh, eat our food. <laughs> okay, we're back. <laughs> we had dinner. Yeah, we had uh, Applebee's, chicken strips, and yep. french fries. And it was delicious. It's my cheat day. All right, so where were we? Um... Oh, okay. The Pope Lick Trestle Bridge in Louisville, Kentucky. This railroad overpass is said to be the home to a murderous goat man whose very legend has led to real deaths. Oh my god. You ready for it? Hit me. Like its part animal, part human brethren, such as the Jersey Devil and the Chupacabra. I love the Chupacabra. Um, the Pope Lick monster's origins real or otherwise, are unknown. But the deaths which have occurred at the bridge are very well documented, usually thanks to thrill-seekers looking for the beast. The home of the public monster is said to be the Trestle Bridge on the Norfolk South Southern Railway, which passes over the Popelick Creek in Kentucky. Supposedly, the monster has the body of a man and the lower torso of a goat or a sheep. 
It is also said to have short horns protruding from its forehead. So it's a satyr? I don't know. Is that a mythical being? It's Phil from Oh. From Hercules. Ba- basically. <laughs> basically. According to differing reports, the goat man either uses hypnosis or some sort of siren voice to lure people onto the train tracks where they are run down by passing locomotives. Oh my god, it's an evil Phil. It's an evil Phil. He's not going to train you to be a god. In other... I'm just... I'm I'm just picturing Danny DeVito, basically. Killing people? Now get over here. (laughs) Um, In other stories, the goat man drops down onto passing cars from within the trestles. Of... Of course, these are all just legends. However, the truth is that there have been a number of people who have scaled the eight-foot fence to meet their end or Ah. on or under the bridge while legend tripping, a pastime where amateur folklorists and monster hunters go in seek of their legends. Yeah, that's a a thing. It seems like a very dangerous thing. Well, it's also a thing with, like, uh, people that have survived things. Uh-huh. Um, they ins- their stories inspire people to go out and be like, do it. Like, uh, there have been people who died trying to go up to the 127 hours cliff. Oh, shit. And the guy who uh, who died on top of a van. See, that's the thing inside of the van. That was uh, oh, Insta right. Wild. That's the thing. That they removed guy, that van. That guy died. And people are like, I'm going to go find this van. He died. Well, I think it's a little bit of like, I want to see it. And also, right. I want to survive. I want to right. prove that I can do it. Like, but, you're just an idiot at that point. Yeah. Not victim blaming, but. but mm. Yeah, they yeah they removed that van. Yeah. They had to. That uh-huh. sucks because that was history and you fucking ruined it. I know. People. People. I have decided. I think they moved it somewhere, though. I think you're right. I don't think that they like, because it was like a, like a, not like a checkpoint, but it was kind of like a place where people could stay when they were like out hiking in the trails and stuff like that. So I think they just moved it oh, to a different that. location. Well, no, the, the van wasn't a checkpoint, but I mean. No, like you, you know what I mean? Like, um, there are like these hiking trails and it's just like a place yeah. where you can crash if you need to or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Go back to murders. Yeah. Okay. Um, trains still rattle across the aging bridge, and foolish trespassers have been known to be struck by locomotives or fall off the bridge while climbing the trestles. Legend or no legend, the Pope Lick monster may have claimed more lives than most myths. Well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Scary. Yeah, that's a real thing. It is. All right. Sunshine Skyway Bridge. This seems like an upbeat one yeah nothing bad's gonna happen here nothing all right the bob graham sunshine skyway bridge say that 10 times real fast often referred to as the sunshine skyway bridge or simply the skyway is a cable stayed bridge spanning the lower tampa bay connecting saint petersburg florida to terracia the current sunshine skyway opened in 1987 and is the second bridge of that name on that site. The original bridge opened in 1954 and was the site of two major maritime disasters within a few months in 1980. 
On January 1980, the United States Coast Guard cutter Blackthorn collided with the tanker Capricorn near the bridge, resulting in the sinking of the cutter and the loss of 23 crew members. In May 1980, the freighter MV Summit Venture collided with a bridge support during a sudden squall, resulting in the structural collapse of the southbound span and the death of 35 people when vehicles plunged into Tampa Bay. Ugh. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my, I, that's just terrifying to me. Yeah. Um, within a few years, the damaged span was demolished. The surviving span was partially demolished and converted into a long fishing pier, and the current bridge was built. The southbound span opened in 1971, of the original bridge was destroyed at 7.33 a.m. on May 9th, 1980, when the freighter MV Summit Venture collided with the pier. We just got into that. Yada, 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 yada. John Lero, the harbor pilot who had been steering the ship, the ship was later cleared of wrongdoing by both state and grand jury in a Coast Guard investigation. A microburst had suddenly hit the freighter with torrential rains and 70 mile per hour winds as it was in the middle of a turn in the shipping channel near the bridge, cutting visibility to near zero and temporary, to, temporarily rendering the ship's radar useless. Laro put the ship's engine into full reverse and ordered the emergency dropping of the anchor as soon as he realized that the freighter was out of the channel but the bow still hit two support piers with enough force to cause a portion of the roadway to collapse. Oh my God. The South Main Pier withstood the, the ship strike without significant damage, but a secondary pier to the South was not designed to withstand such an impact and failed catastrophically. I almost said catastrophically. Yeah, it works. Um, you you would have known. I would have picked it up. I would have picked it up. Um, all right, so this is where it gets, I was going to say this is where it gets heavy, this is where it gets heavier. At least 310 people have committed suicide by jumping from the bridge or its predecessors into the waters of Tampa Bay. An estimated 43 others have survived. Many other missing persons are suspected of having jumped from the bridge, but their deaths could not be confirmed as no bodies were ever recovered. Mm. In response to the high number of suicide attempts from the bridge, the state of Florida installed six crisis hotline phones along the center span in 1999 and began 24-hour patrols. As of 2003, the call center at the Crisis Center of Tampa Bay received eight calls from potential jumpers, all of whom survived, according to a 2003 St. Petersburg Times report. Hmm. In 2006, a feature film, Lorne Cass was released, which depicted a suicide jump off the Sunshine Skyway. Two years later, a second filmmaker, Sean Michael Davis of Rhino Productions, was inspired by his haunting experiencing witnessing a woman jump off the bridge so quickly that no one could intervene to create a not-for-profit film titled Skyway Down. I think I remember that. Nice. Um, his objectives to deter other people, other potential jumpers by, quote, punching them in the face, unquote, with interviews with survivors and family members to give them hope to try to deglorify the romanticism of the bridge, in part by informing those who have mulled a leap to know about the bloody 
battered after that. That's I, I think this is the film that I'm thinking of. I saw like a 2020 interview or something with the director. And basically he said that they, I always thought that it was like the San Francisco bridge, but it might be this one. Um, He said that basically they just, they set up a camera like across the way and they would film people who jumped. But he said, we're human beings first, filmmakers second. So if they saw somebody that they thought was, right. you know, contemplating, they would call the, cross, the crisis hotline and they'd come and help them. And but yeah. 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 I want to see the numbers from 2003. Like, how many jumps did they have? Because mm -hmm. when they first... Like, compared to... Yeah, to how yeah. many survived. Shit. Um, in January 2020, FDOT announced they will install the Skyway Vertical Net, a vertical barrier in effort to deter suicide attempts. Construction for the project is expected to begin... <laughs> is expected to begin in fall 2020... And completed by early 2021. I wonder what COVID did to that. Yeah, I don't think that got finished. I don't think it did. Uh, the vertical barrier will be placed on the outset walls of the bridge and extend vertically eight feet from the side barriers. It will span each side of the bridge about 1.5 miles. Ooh. Yeah. So. There, there you go. go. Yeah. That's the Sunshine Skyway. That was nice. Yeah. Not really. <laughs> no. No, no, no. Um, Hell's Gate Bridge in Oxford, Alabama. Oh and this comes from onlyinyourstate.com. Hell's Gate Bridge is a local legend in Oxford, Alabama, and it acquired its name because of the most popular event to ever take place on the bridge. <sighs> As the story goes, sometime during the 1950s, a young couple's car, it's always a young couple, mm -hmm. Um, a young couple's car drove off the bridge and into the water below. Supposedly, if you stop on the bridge and turn off your lights, a member of the couple will enter your vehicle and leave a wet spot on the seat. You don't think that that... <laughs> your, your face is very scrunchy and concerned right now. All right. What are you thinking? Well, I mean, sex. Oh! Like, no, because they, they were in the water, you perv. They I mean, were in. It's like it's a so, young couple. I mean, I'm not. I'm not wrong for drawing this comparison. <laughs> no, it's like when you were a kid and you would go to the pool, and then like you'd have to lay your towel down on the seat, otherwise you'd leave a butt print in the seat cushions. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Read sex ed. Good God. Hell's Gate Bridge earned its name because many police. Many people believe that when you stop on the bridge and glance over your shoulder, the road behind you resembles the fiery gates of hell. Okay. Se several locals have experienced this over the year. And I'm sure that drugs weren't related at all. No. Due to safety concerns, local officials are using cement blocks to block off Hell's Gate Bridge so people will refrain from driving across it. This haunted bridge still receives visitors on foot, but because the bridge is old and falling apart, walking across it isn't recommended. So, uh, yeah. whether, <laughs> well, as we proved by the Goatman stories, people don't listen to that, so. That's true. Um, whether or not the story behind Hell's Gate Bridge is true, many Oxford locals have had firsthand experiences while visiting it. In 2007, the Oxford Paranormal Society held an investigation and found 
no evidence of paranormal activity. With that being said, what about the locals who claim they had seen several ghosts at the bridge? What about them? We don't know. That's where the article no. comes up. But <laughs> well, all right, that's not a hanging. It's thing. just like yeah, it's just like whoa. All right, moving on to the headless woman of Burnt Bridge. Ooh, All right. ooh! This also comes from onlyinyourstate.com. Where is this? I, I tell you now. Located in Purvis, Mississippi, Burnt Bridge Road looks like your typical road, but looks can be deceiving. According to local lore, a portion of the road is haunted by a phantom woman in white. It's always a woman in white. It's She's never a wearing a different color. Yeah, it's never. It's never like a woman in maroon. You know what I mean? Well, or like a like a like a woman in sky blue. Well, I mean the woman in white is because she lost her one true love, and that was back when you know everyone was a virgin. Right, right. <laughs> You're doing air quotes. <laughs> so you wore white. This is a podcast. You can't air quote. Virgin, air <laughs> quote. That's somebody actually asked me if I was going to wear white at our wedding, and I was like. Well, yeah, you think half the people wearing white should be wearing white, but yeah. I'm still going to do it. Um, what? We don't have sex. What am I talking about? Like most urban... You already admitted to living in sin. I mean... That doesn't mean anything. It just means I'm living with you. Like, out of what? Living in sin means... Yeah, I know what it means. You can I live know. with a man and not be living in sin. A man? Can I, can I talk about this headless woman... Did you have something else to add? I was going to talk about Luke and Maddie for a hot second. No, it's it's gone. No, Mo- moment. Let's talk about headless women, all right? Moment's gone. Headless women, go. All right. <laughs> like most urban legends, the origin of the headless woman of Burnt Bridge is unknown. There are several stories behind the road's ghostly inhabitant, most of which involve an old bridge that's since been replaced. The most common story tells of a couple driving home after prom on a dark and stormy night. But they had sex. Can I I, I finish my sentence? (laughs) The young couple's car crashed on the bridge, decapitating the female passenger and causing the bridge to go up in flames. Wait, okay, okay. So what the hell? This this guy, he doesn't get to haunt? Why doesn't he haunt? Did he die? I don't know if he died. Well, she got decapitated. So most likely she died. That much, <laughs> I'm saying that much we know. We don't, I don't, I don't think we know. I, I, it doesn't say if he died or not. All Maybe right. he survived. That happens. And he was haunted in a different way. Oh. <laughs> Just the way you said that. And you had like this serene look on your face like, huh? According to local legend, the phantom prom goer can still be seen traveling along Burnt Bridge Road, perhaps searching for her date or her head. That's what I said. Um, Priorities. Priority. <laughs> I gotta find my man first. I can find my head later, but I gotta find my man. And if you drive. Either way, she's finding a head. Hey, oh! I'm being perverted tonight. I'm sorry. Super easy. That's what she said. Oh, not as good. Not as good. Not as good. 
Um, and if you drive through the area on a dark and stormy night, it's said that the headless ghost will jump onto the roof of your car to catch a ride. How can she tell? I mean, she has senses. She just does lost... she though? Does she? Well, she still has touch. That's it. I mean, she could like maybe feel the wind passing by, but that's not gonna. It's still touch. I mean, it's. I know, but like, if the wind's pat has passed you by, it's too late to jump onto a car. You know what I'm saying? Because she doesn't have sight. She doesn't have hearing. Spider sense. Ah. Yeah. It's the headless spider woman. It's the headless. Come on. Into the spider verse. There's like a thousand spider people. There's got to be a headless spider woman. That's true. You should uh, write Marvel comics and find out about that. I almost said DC. Another. I'm sorry. I've only been into comics and such for the last three years. Give me a break. And it's only because of you, sir. Another story involves a woman being killed on the bridge, but this time the woman was a witch, not a high school student. Have you seen some high school students today, though? What's that movie? What's that movie from, like, the 90s? The Craft? Where it's a bunch of teenage witches? Are they boys or girls? They're girls. Okay, there's a there's a boys one, too. Is there? Yeah, it's actually not terrible, but I can't remember what it's called. Oh, we'll have to look that up later. I'm just going to bug the crap out of you now. You have a Google machine. Uh, witches, witches, witches. Anytime you say witches in high school, I think of that uh, Family Guy, that Family Guy bit. A A A two plus B two equals C two. That's correct. A girl answered a math problem. You know what that means? A witch. In this virgin, virgin. <laughs> got sex on the bridge apparently in this version the bridge burned down after the witch's death leaving many to believe that it was an act of god still others believe the that... covenant when did that come out is that recent oh six. Oh. yeah eh, i don't think i've heard of it yeah it's looking back it's kind of i mean it's good but it's kind of problematic because it's only guys that well, you know, early 2000s, we were all learning right. about ourselves. We were all learning. That is <laughs> that is fair. Um, still, others believe there's a much more logical explanation regarding the woman's origin. During either World War One or World War Two, depending on who you ask. Oh, it has the fish it, guy. It has the fish guy? Oh, Chase Crawford? Yeah. Hmm. He's a witch. Oh, Sebastian Stan is in it. Oh, my God. Yeah, he's, I, might, I think he's hang the on, bad we're, che we're checking this out. Ta Taylor Kish. Ooh, he was uh, he was David Koresh in uh, the Waco series. Oh yeah, I knew that because he's yeah. uh, he's Remy in Wolverine. But you would. Oh, is he? Yeah. I've seen Wolverine. It was I've, a very long time ago. The Wolverine Origins movie, the really yeah, crappy the, one, the first one, the one that Ryan Reynolds spent his entire career trying to make up for. Yes, that oh, one. Okay. Yes. Well. But, that's a fun story. So this I This might be why you have not heard of this movie. Look at that Rotten Tomato score right here. It has a four percent. I still want to see it. It's actually not I bad see if it. you don't expect anything right. good. See. Um, but fun story about um Wolverine. I was like sixteen or seventeen and uh the theater in West Point only showed movies on the weekend and it was because it was like a theater theater. And then on the weekend, they would, like, bring the movie screen down and you could go see movies. Um, and 
Faith and I went to go see 17 again with Zac Efron. And we're sitting down and we're watching this. And, and we're like, Chandler. And, yes. Come on. And Matthew Perry. Um, and we're sitting down and we're like, wow, this, this trailer is really long. This trailer is really, really long. And then we're like, this isn't 17 again. This is some other movie. And that's how I saw Wolverine Origins. It's a fun story. Yeah, because uh, somebody didn't update the theater website. I digress. Okay, back to the story. Um, so either in World War One or Two, a local who was dodging the draft hid out in the swamps of Black Creek, which is near the bridge. Once night fell, his wife would bring him supplies. During these deliveries, she wore a black shawl over her head, giving the illusion of a headless woman. The legends surrounding the area... The legends surrounding the area don't end with the headless woman of Burnt Bridge, though. The area is also said to be haunted by a beautiful woman with deer hooves instead of feet. After using her beauty to lure men into the nearby woods, she uses her, her hooves to trample her victims to death. As you would. You have them. Why don't you use Girl, them? same. Get yours, girl. Um, another story warns visitors not to stop near the location of the original bridge because if you do, your car will stall and be surrounded by a thick fog. But the eerie factor doesn't end there. It's said that if you get out to push your car, you'll find handprints as if somebody already attempted to do so. Well, that's nice. Thank you. Well, that's true. They're just they're just helping. Yeah. They're just helping. Nothing says ghosts have to be... Uh... Malicious. Exactly. Many are not. Look at Casper. <laughs> He's like, oh, you're stalled, friend? Let me help you. And then all of a sudden people are like, ah, and run away. Yeah. <laughs> but Boo Radley is sleeping. I was wondering where he was. Um, all right. The Troll Bridge in, I believe it's Saline, Michigan. And this comes from the uh, radio station 99.1 WFKM. Their website, south of Saline along Maple. Do they have a handle? It it doesn't. Oh, so they're not like the like the river or the troll. I'm sure they are. I just didn't write it down in my notes. Oh man, I'm I'm very sorry. Well, apologize to them, not me. I am sorry. Ninety nine point one WFKM. I may have listened to them at one point. Yeah, you don't know. I've driven through Michigan a couple of times. All right, south of Saline, along Maple Road, lies what is nicknamed the Troll Bridge, spanning the Saline River. For years, many mysterious things have been happening on and near the bridge, making this one of the area's most talked-about urban legends. Mm. The legend that draws thrill-seekers and the curious to the bridge is a unique one. Here's the legend. I'm going I'm to give you one guess who was driving across this bridge. A couple. A couple was driving across the bridge when their car broke down. The husband got out of the car to see if he could figure out what was wrong. Ah, married, no sex. <laughs> he was never to come back. Alone in the car, the wife waited and waited, but it seemed to be taking her husband longer than it should. Finally, she got out of the vehicle to ask her husband what was wrong. Upon circling the vehicle, she found his body behind the car. All of his bones had been broken. Later the next day, her body was found alongside her husband's, and her bones were all broken oh as well. Here's the thing. 
If they didn't find them until the next day, how do they know that she found him first? That's how you know this is an urban legend. Well, anthropology. You could tell when someone died. I'm saying, how do you know that she got out and was like, oh, oh my God. I mean, you could assume because like he died like eight hours before. You, I was trying to make a joke. I watched Bones. ruined it. You ruined my joke. I could be David Baranius. Eh. I probably, Eh. I gotta work out a lot. (laughs) Well, you know, he got his start on Buffy and you know who else is on Buffy? That guy that everyone says you look like. What's his name? Don't have bleached hair. It's James Marston. No, no, it's not. Mar- Marster? Marst? It's it's not James Marsden, but it sounds like James Marsden, like but he's Marston. Spike on Buffy. There you go. It's like, yeah, it's like Marster or something like that. It's very, very close. There you go. But yeah, you do, you do look like him just with like brown, black. What would you call your hair? Black? Uh, I think it's like a deep chestnut. That's... <laughs> Way more as, in depth than I ever. As it. somebody who spent years dyeing her hair, it's deep, it's dark brown. Oh, gotcha. It's not black, black. All right. What was the cause of the murderous deed? Trolls. Thanks to the urban legend, the bridge was dubbed the Troll Bridge. The story spread, and soon teens were going out there at night, <laughs> boozing it up. What are you doing? Sorry. How close are we to pause? We're gonna take a short break. <laughs> So we had to stop briefly to watch a video in which Trump finally defeated, uh, admitted defeat. History. So, all right, back to some trolls. Speaking of trolls, um, da 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 da. da. Uh, thanks to we said that already. The story spread, and soon teens were going out there at night, boozing it up, fighting and vandalizing. In 1973, a small group of local teens got the idea to blow up the bridge once and for all. Oh my god. That sounds like something you and your friends would have done in high school. Um, we never messed around with explosives. I'm just saying. It's, it sounds like one, you know, something like you would have come up with. To blow up a bridge? Yeah, like, hey, there's trolls on this bridge. I know. <laughs> I would have gone to war with them. Well, I wouldn't you're, have blown no, up anything. You're right. You would have like gotten a club and gone down under the bridge and been like, where are these sword. trolls at? A sword. Thank you. Not in high school, you wouldn't have. You used to fight people with a nightstick when you were a superhero. Yeah, but that's because I didn't want to actually wield a sword when I'm a superhero. I didn't uh, want to actually kill somebody. I gotcha. I probably could have had access to it if I really wanted to. That's true. Stellas existed back then. Also... Also, someday we should talk about the fact that you used to be a superhero. Yeah, wait, I just put my secret identity on blast now. I didn't say which one. You literally just endangered yourself. Do you understand the point of a mask before 2020? Right, right, right. right. All right, in 1973, a small, okay, da, da, da. They attempted to set up a bomb, but it didn't work. Where did these kids get a bomb? Uh, One of the kids took the bomb home to fix it. It unexpectedly exploded and he died. That's all it says. <laughs> Just took it home. Oh to my fix god! It. Um, in 1981, a man from Adria was found dead under the bridge. Whether he died at the hands of humans or trolls makes no difference. It just added to the legend. Upon hearing the legend of Troll Bridge, people who knew nothing about it say they could always sense there was something sinister about it. 
as if it held some evil secret. The original bridge was replaced years ago with a new one, but it evidently has inherited the bad vibes of the original one. Standing on the bridge at night alone, you will most likely feel a prickling on the back of your neck. So go ahead. Now that you know the legend, pay a visit to Troll Bridge some night. Alone if you've got the guts. The bridge is located south of Saline on Maple Road, south of Milky Road. Oh, good to know. Yeah. So, all right. We've got, technically it's a couple more, but we got one more. I know it's late. <laughs> <laughs> all right. These are real quick. These are real quick. So, again, this is from Wikipedia, and um, these are crybaby bridges. So, crybaby bridges is a nickname given to some bridges in the United States. The name often reflects an urban legend that the sound of a baby can make or has been heard from the bridge. Many are also accompanied by an urban legend related to a baby or a young child or children. So, this is... Uh, Rogue's Hollow, it is in Ohio. One of many purported crybaby bridges is located near Dowelston, um, Ohio, in an area known as Rogue's Hollow. This bridge is located on Gale House Road between Rogue Hollow Road and Hangtown Road. The bridge spans Silver Creek deep in Rogue's Hollow. This road previously led from the bottom of the hollow, Hamton. Hametown, Hametown Road, to the top Rogue Hollow Road. The bridge is only approachable from Hametown Road from October to May, and the steeper position of the road is seasonally closed to prevent accidents. The bridge is property of the Rogue Hollow Historical Society, which also owns the adjacent uh, Chidester Mill. That, that didn't tell me anything about the urban legend. Well, there you go. All right, let's try this one. The Screaming Bridge of Maud Hughes Road. Uh, Maud Hughes Road is located in Liberty Township, Butler County, Ohio. It is reputed, reputed? Reported. Uh, to have been the site of many terrible accidents and suicides. Railroad tracks lie 25 feet below the bridge, and at least 36 people are said to have been reported dead on or around the Maud Hughes Road Bridge. Ghostly figures, mist, and lights have been reported, as well as black hooded figures and a phantom train. The legend says, excuse me, the legend says that a car carrying a man and a woman stalled on top of the bridge. The man got out to get help while the girl stayed. When the man returned, the girl was hanging on the bridge above the tracks. The man then supposedly perished with unexplained causes. To this day, many people have reported hearing the ghost's conversations, then a woman's scream, followed by a man's scream. A second story is that a woman was being chased down the road when she got to the bridge. She did not know the area and thought there was a river underneath, so she jumped over the bridge, and when she saw the train tracks, screamed all the way down to her death. They say that to this day, on certain nights, you can still hear her screaming. Another popular and typical cryberry crybaby bridge story says that a woman once threw her baby off the bridge and hung herself afterwards oh my god i know so all right well we can we can end there tonight because i see that you're getting real sleepy yeah yeah 
So um, I will post some pictures of these bridges on the Instagram. Um, I mean, there's a bridge on Seven Sisters Road. There is a bridge on Seven Sisters Road. Yeah. You want to talk about that real quick? Why don't you bring it up? I'm just saying that exists. It's broken. <laughs> you can't drive on it. Well, that's yeah. You can't get on Seven Sisters anymore, right? Yeah, you can. You can now. You gotta go the other way. Ah. Yeah. I mean, you can still go. You can't ever finish the Seven so Sisters. So you just have to turn around. Yeah, but you get to get on the road. Yeah. It's right by Jake's mom's house. Yeah. yeah. I know. That's so. For those of you that don't know, the Seven Sisters Road is in Nebraska City, and what I had always heard was that back in like the 20s or 40s or whatever, there was a family, and it was a guy and his seven sisters, and they had like a family farm, and the sisters all wanted to sell the farm, and he was like, I'm not going to do that. So he killed them all and hung them from the seven trees on the property. And if you drive down the road at night, your car will stall and your lights will go out. That's what I had always heard. Fake news. Yeah. I've, I've been down it. Well, I've been down it a couple of times in the light because I think you took me, but I went down it one time on midnight on Halloween. And yeah, nothing. I mean, like, we were creeped out, but I think just because it was midnight on Halloween and we were going down, like, a supposedly haunted road. You know what I mean? Yeah. But other than that. But yeah. yeah. All right, so uh, you can find me on Instagram, uh, Don't Touch That It's Haunted. You can email me at Don't Touch That It's Haunted at gmail.com. And yeah, ooh, before we end, Adam, who's your hero of the week? Oh, God. Did you lose it? I'm going to go with, uh, with uh, Sexton. What's yeah. Bob? No, that you're thinking of Bob Hill. You're combining two people. Okay. Sexton was the uh, was the guy that was like, actually, there are animals that these dogs can be going yeah, after. Yeah. 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 So Sexton is the hero of the week. Hero of the week. We'll try to find a picture of him. Bob Hill. He did. He didn't do that much great things. Well, I he looked... just he just owned the property and he witnessed this happen over well, a period of time. Yeah, but he damaged the community because he he spread false rumors about. Oh. It. Yeah, I, I googled both those guys while we were doing this. Oh, like a quick Google. Just, just a, like a, a quick little skim. Yeah. Right. But uh, Sexton of the Overturned Bridge is our hero of the week. I'll put in a sound effect there. It's like picture Zombie Land with like the little uh, little metal zombie kill of the week. Oh yeah. One of those things. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's uh, that's all I've got. You got anything else to say? That's all I got. All right. Well, everybody, have a nice weekend. As always, just remember, don't touch that. It's haunted.